Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick. For each week, we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. Hey, we are live and we have a special episode today on today's tech. We have another chiropractic conversation and these are one of my favorite episodes because I get to connect with like-minded individuals and the student that we have here today is David Frisch and David is calling in from Dallas, Texas. David, can you fill the audience in on how we have uh, connected? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's it's a pretty uh, cool story. So I, I love listening to podcasts. I drive pretty far to school. Uh, you know, it's like 45 minutes to an hour. And um, I really enjoyed listening to this podcast called uh, Mile High. And um, you were actually a guest one time and uh, Danny was talking to you. And I just really loved what you were talking about. Uh, you were talking about technique and just about the technique you use and stuff like that. And then I heard you were going to be at Mile High at the seminar. So I was like, well, I, I got to go. This guy's out there. So I got to go check him out. And um, yeah, then when we got out there, you know, I got to meet you in person and uh, really just hit it off from there. That's great. And I would like to give Mile High a plug for those that are listening right now and have not had an opportunity to get to Mile High. Uh, it's never too late because it's an annual event and it's a phenomenal event with a, a, a great group of chiropractors and students. Lots of students go. It's a ideal to uh, start your journey into uh, events and seminars and continuing education uh, when you're a student. And so we met last year and the moment you came up to me and, and had that uh, introduction at my breakout session on technique, uh, I knew from the very get-go that you were a, uh, a leader and you were uh, someone searching for more answers. And that's what we're doing here today. And uh, I'd like to dive into that. But before we dive into it, I always like to get a little bit of a background here just on uh, who the individual is asking the questions on these chiropractic conversations. Can you fill the audience in on what got you into chiropractic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of a long story, so I'll try to make it short though. So, you know, I, wor I worked in uh, restaurants actually for about 15 years. And um, I really, at that time, felt like my life was going in the wrong direction. I wasn't helping people out, right? Um, that led me into coaching, training people, and I really loved it. It's all, you know, I was helping people out, making improvements in their lives, but I felt like there was something more that I really wasn't fulfilling my, my purpose. And so I started looking at like PT and chiropractic, right? Um, and honestly, it was my wife who was like, hey, chiropractic, you're, you're a chiropractor. And I, um, I was like, okay, I, you know, I'm with you. And uh, Parker is not too far away. So I went and toured the school. And then um, once I got in and started really learning and seeing the philosophy, science and art of chiropractic, I realized it's what I'd been looking for my whole life. 
and uh, yeah, it's just been an amazing fit. That's great. I agree with you on keeping it short. I have a long answer as well on what got me into chiropractic, but uh, uh, I share that common uh, example of once once I really got into it and I really saw what chiropractic had to offer. It was uh, no looking back. And here we are today. I'm uh, almost 12 years into practice. And one of my new passions is mentorship uh, for the students that are just getting into practice and that's the purpose of this episode. And I know that you came well equipped with a, a couple questions here for the audience. What do you have uh, for us today on today's sick? What, what can I help you with? Awesome. So, yeah. Um, so my first one, especially because we're talking about technique, is uh, why is it important to have a chiropractic technique? And what t- technique do you utilize? Yeah. And, you know, carrying over a year later after we've met we're still talking about technique i think it's only fitting that we take the conversations that have been off recording and and share it with more listeners because i always find it easiest and best to answer open-ended questions like that well you've really got two questions in there but to open uh, the open-ended question is why is chiropractic technique important i find it best to define some of the words that are being asked and use that definition uh, to correlate back to the reason or the answer. Uh, and to me, if you look at the, uh, the definition of technique, technique can be defined as a way of carrying out a particular task or it's an, it's an execution. It's a performance of some sort of procedure. And in chiropractic, Early on, when the Palmers were coming up with, uh, you know, what chiropractic was, they they realized they were, you know, in Iowa, they realized there's more than one way to skin a cat. Now, I don't tell that to my clients per se, but that's really, I'm a, I grew up as a hunter. So that's what we would always say. My dad would say that when we were cleaning waterfall. But the, the, the more than one way to get a procedure done is done throughout all industries. It's done uh, through building homes. There's more than one way to build a home. It's done through hunting. It's done through sports. You got some athletes that do athletics differently than how other athletes perform it. So uh, the execution is uh, a process. And the, the purpose of having more than one technique to me in chiropractic or the benefit of having more than one technique, there's over 200 in, in our profession, is that it suits a lot of different individuals that are going to come into your practice. Uh, but if you relate the technique of the execution of what's being done, you really have to hone in as a student and as a chiropractor so that your scope of practice is well defined is, well, what's the objective at hand? For the execution of the technique, you know, what are we trying to get done? And I always relate, I, I just, going back to definitions, I always relate back to R.W. Stevenson's uh, definition of chiropractic, uh, which is, it's the location and correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of a normal state of ease or tone within the body because it's interfering with neurological function. That's my overview of it. That's not word for word definition, but as a student, you need to say, what's my job? Well, it's to be a chiropractor and I need to uh, correct or make adjustments to subluxation. That's the objective at hand. Now, my approach is I'm going to find one that produces 
the greatest certainty and validity to produce indicators for your ability to know when and where to make the adjustment. And we talk a lot about that in the technique that I coach students and chiropractors on, and I've been using for over 10 years. And, and the technique that uh, we use, and, and uh, when I say we, uh, the ChiroWay uh, chiropractic approach is advanced muscle palpation. Advanced muscle palpation is what you sat in on last year at Mile High. We did a breakout session on, and it is a phenomenal technique for those here listening that haven't really learned or don't know much about it. It was, it was founded by Reggie Gold and Reggie Gold taught it to one of his students, Nick Spano. Nick Spano taught it for over 35 years and asked me personally to carry on the torch to c- continue to execute more seminars and refine it so that it meets the students' minds at what you're, you're learning right now in school so that we can continue to uh, become a better profession of the execution of the process at hand. And so if you don't have a defined technique and you're a student or you're a chiropractor and you're doing uh, a little of this and a little of that, but you haven't really gone all in on a technique, that's where I go all in on saying, don't be the jack of all trades. Just be really good at that one area, that one thing that makes the most valid certain sense for you as a student or clinician And that is why I choose advanced muscle palpation. It just has so much validity in, uh, in the results that it produces. And it has so much validity in the inner reliability. When I bring other colleagues into my practice or students and I teach, I can share, Hey, this is the indicator. This is what we're looking for. And then when I facilitate the adjustment, that indicator is no longer there and the difference between that is what we in chiropractic call a pre and a post check, which is science at its best. It's telling us, hey, we produced uh, this, we created this cause and it produced this effect. And based off that cause effect relationship, this is our conclusion. And that conclusion is the body's in a better state of function. And uh, that's where advanced muscle palpation really hones in on viewing the spine in its uh, form of tension and tone and tension and tone create a state of integrity. And that tension and integrity uh, is designed to protect all the neurology and AMP uses uh, the spinal reflex arc or uh, working active muscle that is in a reflex mode to tell us, Hey, there is a negative dysfunctional state taking place here in this region of the spine and based off of this muscle pull that muscle is telling us something and that muscle is telling us that that vertebrae is not where it should be and so uh, amp is my technique of choice but it doesn't mean that it has to be your only technique you know there can be more than one technique that makes sense to you and I know I'm uh, still going here with this question at hand. I get very passionate about technique, as you see. Um, what other, what did, did that answer your question? Yeah, enough? yeah, yeah. What I was going to say too. I, I think we could have a whole uh, podcast just about the uh, the muscle stretch reflex sometime because I know there's a there's a lot to that one. So we'll have to dive yeah. deeper some other time. Uh, okay, yeah. So uh, I do have another question for you, and um, related to just what we were talking about. So. In school, 
we use the uh, part system to define subluxation, right? So that's pain, asymmetry, range of motion, and tissue tone. Um, you know, how does AMP, you know, how did they fall into that? Or do they use that? Or do you guys use that? How does that work? That's great. I was taught the same thing. And that approach of teaching uh, students and having uniformity within the profession only benefits the consumer and the recipient of the chiropractic care being delivered uh, to the degree that it's being done properly. And so, you know, PART is a federal uh, guideline, I would say, because we're regulated at the state level when you're licensed. It's a federal guideline for states and for those practicing chiropractic to offer uh, services up to a standard of care. And standard of care is really important for for students to recognize, even chiropractors. I knew very little about standard of care after I graduated school. And then once I got into the profession, I learned really quickly about standards of care. And to me, P-A-R-T is standards of care. That's what it means. And standards of care says, hey, if you're a consumer looking for a chiropractor, you are going to receive care at this base level of expectations, right? And so the federal guideline says you need to have a couple of those indicators. P-A-R-T is an indicator. So pain is a somatic sensation that the, that the person's experiencing. It's neurological impulse saying, hey, this is what I'm feeling. A-asymmetry is another indicator. It means that there is a positional or malpositional uh, state occurring in the spine somewhere. R is uh, either active or passive range of motion. And T, one of my favorites, T is tone. Tone is this uh, spectrum starting from a mild deviation away from normal. And then it gets worse over time until it gets to a state of complete spasm and atrophy at the at the far end and i love tone because it's just a great um uh medium for chiropractors to explain how we can help people because tone is the expression of intelligence or force by the body and so those four indicators that you're learning david are valid indicators that the federal guidelines say chiropractors need to use at least two of the four they can use all four, but they should use two of the four. AMP uses all four of them, but at the very core, at the center of it, is the T, the tone. And everything else is built around it. And when I teach on AMP, I teach uh, to students that uh, PART is kind of like logging into your bank account. You've got a password, right? You've got a, you've got a, uh, username that lets the bank know who's logging in, but then you get a password. But most of the time, or a lot of the times nowadays, just to prevent fraudulent activity, they'll ask you, hey, what's your supporting uh, answer to this question so that we really know it's you? So they've got three additional backup questions that they'll ask. So they get the password and then the three additional. That's how I look at PART. And uh, the federal guidelines say you need to have two. So you need to have the password and you need to have at least one supporting. And I find it very common with AMP or advanced muscle palpation to use three out of the four very often. 
and the very and I relate it and I turn it around. You guys learn it as part. Uh, there's no one that says it has to be spelt like that. I turn it around and, and I call it arts. And my first analysis is my first indicator is an asymmetry. Asymmetry being uh, through observation and palpation of uh, both the hard tissue and the soft tissue within the spine. So you can literally see muscles uh, either flared up or uh, increased tone. You can see uh, posture. You can see uh, an alteration of what I would call a normal state of integrity. And you can also feel that you can come in and you can say, yeah, this ilium over here on the right side is definitely positioned differently from the left side. So there's this observation that's producing clinical indication. And then the second indicator that AMP uses is DR and it's very honed in on passive range of motion. We don't do advanced muscle palpation is the exact opposite of motion palpation. Not that we need to go down that conversation on which one's better because techniques are there all with this shared objective at hand. Uh, AMP is passive range of motion. So people are statically sitting there and then you can use some um, induce some motion into the spine and you can see a, a, a decrease or a change passive range of motion indicating that the end play isn't uh, normal compared to the other side or the one above or the one below, which goes back to R.W. Stevenson's definition of chiropractic. And then the, uh, the, the T, which is my favorite, is the tone. The tone is really neurological and what we were talking about with the neural reflex arc. If the, the position and the motion to the joint isn't working normal, it's going to cause or it can cause neurological interference or stress. And then that's when it triggers the body's inherent recuperative powers to take the soft tissue and start pulling that vertebrae back into normal uh, alignment. And it does that, I would say, 99% of the time. And that's when you get out of bed, you reposition or you're working out, you're moving your body and things are repositioning. But that 1%, that 1% of the time that it doesn't occur innately or inherently, that's where chiropractors come in. And if we can find those muscles that are uh, engaged through a reflex and they're actively working on the self-correction of that subluxation, then we can reverse engineer, well, if this muscle's engaged, that vertebrae is in the wrong position based off of the stretch of the tissue. And that goes back to the integrity and spinal integrity that uh, we refer to as tenzagrity, uh, Buckmeyer Fuller defined that term. And tenzagrity is a phenomenal architectural principle on how function and form relate to tone. And uh, the final one with the P-A-R-T-S is, uh, is the P for me in my books. And that's somatic sensation where someone's cognitively coming in saying, I've got uh, uh, something bothering me or I got discomfort or I got tightness in my upper cervical region. Can you make sure you pay attention to that? Well, yeah, I'll pay attention to that with that indication that you're sharing with me, but I'm also going to use ART first to support my theory or support my conclusion on where subluxation is. So and what you guys are learning and how AMP correlates with the federal guidelines goes hand in hand and that goes back to standards of care and just being a being a um being an expert at what you do is really important to me. Does that answer your question? 
Yeah, definitely. That that makes a lot of sense too. Um, because you know, the, the way we're learning, it's almost like, you know, you're adjusting the pain and, and kind of what you're saying is like, Hey, that's one of the indicators, but it's more like, let's look at the tissue tone. Let's see what's going on with the body to try to help that person out instead of just trying to, uh, you know, chase pain and stuff like that. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, and if yeah, you listen to my previous it. episode on today's tick, I literally talk about how sometimes pain is a sign. It's not always a, a negative uh, feature within the body. The body can have it turn into a chronic state. And now it's like, hey, this uh, migraine hasn't gone away for five years. Yeah, there's probably some sort of uh, medical attention or something you need to evaluate on why that symptom's still present if you're doing all the other things to promote normal function. But chiropractic really hones in on uh, changing a person's quality of life at the functional state first and feeling is the effect. We teach that in our practice and that's how your technique should be serviced when you're offering your services for that objective of correcting subluxation for that negative dysfunctional state. But sometimes some chiropractors have a very feeling first state of uh, practice and they're going to reverse engineer that. And uh, that is a whole different podcast episode that you and I can chime in on at a later day. Right, right. All right. Do you so, get any uh, other questions that come yeah, with all yeah. of this? Yeah, yeah. I got another question for you because um, we're talking about tone. And so, you know, obviously it makes me think about tonal technique. So I've, I've learned some tonal, like a tonal technique before and seen other ones in action. And a lot of them use only light force, right? Some of them don't even, you know, like they're just right off the body or some use like very minimal force or use like instruments. Um, why do you think it's beneficial? Because I know AMP, I've, I've seen it. And um, why do you think it's beneficial to have both that light force available, but then also a higher velocity uh, you know, why do we need both or, or what's your take on that? That's a great question. And it's a question that for a lot of chiropractic students, they don't even get the complete art side of a low force uh, tonal technique. I uh, know that Danny Knowles is a, a big proponent of that side of technique. And I actually love that for the fact that it's, it's neurologically based. And so you're really tapping into the body's self-governance capabilities of producing uh, its adjustment on its own accord. And so let's define, let's define adjustment because what your question is, David, is based around not the analysis, but it's based around, well, now that we've located a subluxation based off of this ARTS through these indicators in this technique, what's next? Well, it's like the old, you go to a surgeon and you get surgery. You go to a pharmacist and you're going to get a prescription uh, medication. You go to a chiropractor, guess what you're going to get recommended? You're going to get recommended a chiropractic adjustment because that's what we focus in on. That's how we help people. Well, the, the, Transfer of force is what the adjustment is, and the transfer of force in physics can be uh, different from uh, low force to a lot of force, and that's defined as workload. So you're saying, well, when I bring you a big amount of energy, that big amount of energy to get the job done would be a 
let, like, you know, those adjustments that kind of scare me in that when they pull on people's necks with, uh, with ropes and all that, that's like right. a high amount of force being introduced in the spine. And if you do that, just be aware that it's like trying to open a locked door without a key. You're pushing the door in to try to get into the room. Well, AMP and tonal techniques for most, I would say all tonal techniques, look at finding that perfect key to put in the locked door to unlock it. And advanced muscle palpation is uh, like a, a physical key. you got to turn it to open it, where a very uh, tonal technique would be like using a keypad and just pressing a few buttons and then the door magically opens. And you got to have a really, really analytical mind. I shouldn't say it like that because I um, am analytical in nature, but for the tonal techniques that are offering very, very low force, like TRT um, or KST or network like Danny teaches, they're pushing a key, they're pushing the keys or the numbers on the keypad and that door's unlocking to transfer energy. And that's uh, acceptable, that's acceptable and it's replicatable and it works. AMP is like one step before that where we uh, push and pull on the muscles. So I'll literally compress the muscle or I'll pull the muscle. And when I transfer a little bit of energy into that muscle, and sometimes I have to transfer a little bit more energy into that muscle, depending upon how healthy that individual is, or sometimes for kids, I'll literally just drop and transfer a little bit of energy on their very top vertebrae. And then the drop will uh, produce a low force. And that's enough to give that muscle enough energy to facilitate proper position, proper tone, and proper tension for the self-correction of subluxation. How is that? Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like you're saying it just depends on the person, how much energy they need at that time. Um, and also just kind of like, like you're talking about the different techniques. It just depends on what resonates with you and how you're going to be able to facilitate uh, correction Both. of vertebral subluxation. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, Danny said to uh, Danny said to me this last year, and I'll say it to you. You know, we got to stop hating on each other for how we open those locked doors. You know, we got to start supporting each other and know that there are a ton of different people that need different amounts of force being introduced into their spines, and some people probably do need a rope tied around their neck to facilitate an adjustment. I'm not one to do that. I would like to be very specific. And so um, I recommend specificity. I got an episode on here about that. So if you haven't listened to that one, check that one out. And I've got a ton more, not so much on AMP, but uh, just on uh, this theory of practice of locating, analyzing, and facilitating the correction of subluxation in my newest book, The Adjustment Advantage. And I know you've read it and I know you yep. gave me a big high five on it. If you haven't read that book yet, check it out. It's got a ton more information uh, that really revolves around all this that we're talking about today on today's Tech Chiropractic Conversation. So you got anything else that you want to share with the audience before we cut this loose? Um, no, I just... Um yeah, I've, I've listened to all your podcasts, actually, too. Um, guys, listen to them on, on two times speed. Uh, you'll get through it quicker that way. Um, but uh, but I love It's a ton of content. Yeah. yeah, I love reading your book, too. And, uh, yeah, I just appreciate you talking to me about this. And, um, yeah, it's always talking about – always awesome talking about chiropractic. I talk about it all day, every day. So it's great 
when you get together with somebody else that loves talking about it. That's why I love these episodes. I think they're in my new faith just because I get to see the the light in your eyes and the and the glimmer of hope of what's to come as a student. And as a as a practicing chiropractor, if you're out there listening to this and you want uh, to be on this, just send me an email. You can reach me uh, on all of my websites, have my contact information on it. Uh, feel free to tag us on social media. I've had the chiropractors literally tag me and say, hey, uh, let's connect. So uh, David Frisch in Dallas, Texas, I look forward to seeing you in practice. You're going to do great things in this profession. And Trent Chadiker on today's tick. I appreciate you uh, coming to coming to this episode and bringing these great questions. And not only that, but being a student of listening, you know, I uh, can carry one simple question on for a couple minutes and I do that out of my passion. So thanks for listening and thanks for being a part of this episode, David. Yeah, thank you. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As B.J. Palmer said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risk associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.